Attention human, prepare yourself for the double pip cast. Welcome back everybody to the double pip cast where almost every week we catch you up on the goings on within the Transformers trading card game universe. Your hosts, as always, you've got me, Cam. You've also got Brandon. In the building. And Sean, somewhere. We're going to edit out that blank space. Sean died. What up, what up? Oh, it's my, uh, my mic. Oh, that's fine. Blame the mic. Yeah. Uh, so, this week, uh, after that smooth, smooth beginning, this week we're going to be talking about uh, a Twitter thread on the Double Pipcast uh, Twitter that I started um, talking about what makes a deck jank. What what does jank mean in the in the TCG universe? Uh, we can we can talk about that and and uh, draw parallels to video gaming and other other similar themes in those uh, entertainment industries. And then we're also going to be talking a little bit about the Transformers Netflix series. Not a TCG bit, but there's there's definitely some. Things that we know about uh, from Siege 1 and 2 that are going to be showing up in the Netflix series. So, pretty cool there. Um, but uh, before we get into that, uh, Brandon, what have you been up to day to day since the last time we spoke? Day to day. Just um, not too much, you know, going on the trying to do a real estate journey, you know, I'm a realtor, so I try and do those things. Um, and, oh, uh, went to work today, obviously. Yes, we got that. Uh, it's my birthday today, so the family made me a cake, and it had a old-school Nintendo on it, so that was uh, pretty amazing. Thank Very you, cool. family. Well, happy birthday. And, oh, well, thank you, sir. Thank you, sir. Yeah, and other than that, not too much. I mean, just we haven't been able to go out, you know, COVID in the, in the building. I'm in Florida, and I'm not a scientist, right? Um, so my whole concept on this whole thing is hopefully our government and elected officials will get together and have a consensus with some scientists and tell us what to do. Right. Florida opened up and apparently, uh, our cases have skyrocketed. Like it's ridiculous. So now it's like, okay, you know, what are we supposed to be doing? I don't know. And at work, they have us covering up everything. So Obviously, my wife is not letting me go anywhere, take these kids anywhere. She didn't want to go anywhere. Like, we want to go places because it's Florida, right? Right. But uh, we, we've just been sitting around the house. So, you know, other than that, going to work, coming home, you know, sitting out, talking to you guys. That's about it for me. Mm-mm-mm. Brandon's just got, like, Will Smith's summertime plan. He's... <laughs> So, uh, that is one of the greatest songs uh, ever put down. You know, he, yeah. he killed it with that one. Yeah. Well, yeah, happy birthday, Brandon. Uh, in terms of, of COVID, yeah, I mean, we're seeing the same thing out here. It's just people are like, I'm done with it, so I'm <laughs> not going to wear a mask. And science doesn't exist anymore. It existed three months ago, but now that the no restaurants more. are open, how am I going to drink a IPA? With a mask on. Explain that to me. <laughs> How can I be pretentious with a mask? This is ridiculous. Yeah. The hair gel on the mask just doesn't jive, man. Mm-mm. Mm-mm. What about you, Sean, besides working six days a week? Just, uh, that's about it. Doing family stuff, working, 
Yeah. Playing GTA Online and Legends of Rune Terror. It's about okay. All I'm... Yeah, I still I, I've been logging into Legends of Rune Terror and getting my daily chests, but I haven't actually been playing it. I need to need to finally like play that on lunch breaks or something like that. Try to get into it. <sighs> All right. Yeah. I always say, oh, I'm going to play that with you guys. And then as soon as the podcast is over, that whole game leaves my brain. Like, yeah. <laughs> I'm pretty sure I downloaded it. I've never logged in. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, uh, I mean I've mean, i been, let's say, I, I had my buddy over. We socially dis- distanced and played some, uh, played some Transformers. We stopped up at the upkeep, and uh, we were able to... Uh, peruse their wares uh, i picked up a couple of packs like a smorgasbord of wave one through five uh, got got the last i still function i needed for my playset, so that was nice Ooh, um, nice. and he got a tracks he picked up like six or seven packs and got a tracks super rare okay. and he got a nautica and a cup body so he got two rares and super rare out of just the handful mm-hmm. of packs he picked up so not too shabby. Good pack. Yeah, Master of Metal, Matt, Metalla Kaito, or how do you, however you pronounce it. He got a couple of those, so pretty good stuff. Uh, yeah, we were able to play that. Played some Killer Instinct on the Xbox. That was fun. Ooh. Do you have the Xbox Play Pass? I, I had it for a little while, but um, I just didn't churn through the games fast enough like i mm-hmm. i'm a creature of habit so i usually like i bought the killer instinct like super edition when it was available uh, mm-hmm. like day one or whatever and that's just like that toe jam and earl me and the wife play that we've whooped that game and then nice. overcooked we'll play that so now the, now the so i got that question is, mm-hmm. is uh getting the next xbox or ps well since i don't work for gamestop anymore back when i was a dm for them i was getting like every console for free so now it's it's a bitter pill to swallow where last generation i got over two grand worth of free games and stuff and now like buying a game or buying a system is like and that's that's underselling it my entire career there it was probably 10 grand worth of free free stuff i got the original ps4 the spider-man ps4 the ps4 pro uh the star wars darth vader ps4 xbox one xbox one x switch vita like all those so it's like now it's like anytime something comes out it's like well i can't get all three of them i'll have to get one of them (laughs) Uh, I don't know, probably the PS5 if, if we end up getting one um, and make that like the main room system. It depends on what games they announce and if my brothers get it because I'll, uh, I'll have to get something that other people are grabbing up. It does look like from a look standpoint, the, the PS5 is, is definitely like the vacuum cleaner, water purifier... Uh, router where the, the Xbox Super One X clean. just looks yeah. like a computer. Yeah, dude, I don't. You know, a lot of people care about looks. I've I've never been one who cared about looks. I mean, 
I, I, you know, I go back to the original Xbox. Mm-hmm. Big old honking. Oh my goodness! Yeah. Ten ten pound box, you know. <laughs> yeah, with that big you green know, jewel in the middle of it. You oh. know, to me, it's just Glorious. you know, I don't care what it looks like. What is the games? That's what's the what's the specs? Mm-hmm. You know, you can make it look way stupid, but you can say this is the only way we could get these graphics, and these graphics are superior to everything for ten years. So, yeah, I mean, there's there's definitely good. some good looking consoles, some nice engineering, oh, like yeah. the GameCube with the built in handle. Come on now. Oh yeah. <laughs> you know. But, that, but, you know, I, I yeah, still like. I still think PC it looks era. okay, but I'm you know. I'm just more interested in the game stuff. The engine looks great. Mm-hmm. And also, you know, GTA Five. I can buy that for the fifth time for 60 bucks. Well, you get uh, GTA... <laughs> if I think if you're a PS Plus member, you get GTA Five online at least for free. And then you're going to get money yeah. every month or something like that, they said. Yeah, well, I already get. I'm already. They're already giving the money out for that. I already got my first my first payoff. Yeah. Little do we know, when Sean gets off here, he's like the meanest man in online <laughs> Grand Theft Auto streets. He's like, people log on no, for the first time, and he's I, just like, I, I'm not a griefer, but sometimes, mm-hmm. sometimes I do get in my arena cars or my Mark II oppressor and like to have a little fun <laughs> and laugh for about ten. Nice, <laughs> nice. Well, it sounds like we've been busy for whether we're working or uh, just messing around. But, uh, you know, rolling into the first topic, uh, jank. We've talked about it before. We've kind of talked about uh, meta builds. We've talked about um, less optimal builds. Uh, the, the Twitter comment or thread, I don't know, I'm not up on the lingo, even though Twitter's old. Uh, what I said was, what makes, makes a deck jank? Inconsistency and executing inconsistency in executing its bread and butter, that strategy being too weak against the majority of its matchups, community rhetoric. So before I, I turn it to you all, just to uh, kind of wet the wet the appetite on, on what some people were saying here, uh, Wizards uh, untie. Uh, it's not Wizards unite. It's Wizards untie. Um, replied, if your deck doesn't have any relevant meta characters, OPBL, Sky Shadow, Major Shockwave, etc., or if it relies heavily on card draws to pull off certain combos to create specific scenarios. Uh, Junkie on Junkyard said all of the above. Uh, Matt Brower uh, at Nano Machines. Generally, from my experience in Pokemon, at least, it's a clunky combo deck. Clunky decks can be clunky and not janky, but every janky deck is at least a bit clunky. Uh, Wreck and Rule, uh, I believe. This was, uh, I don't know who runs their their Twitter, um, but uh, jank can take on a lot of different connotations depending on the context and who's using the word. Typically, in this and in other games, the predominant use of the word is to show that a deck list is gimmicky and outside of the meta in some type of way. Okay. Uh, and then uh, Mattifer... Um, just making a joke, talking about how people are saying uh, Jank is a $200 deck of just random super rares and uh, security checkpoints and PTTs. <laughs> um, ben Cotti 
something not considered good enough to consist consistently put up the W, but has a great time while losing. Uh, arbitrary hero, hero, Cameron over there. Uh, not coming from a TCG background myself, I've also been confused by how it can be used. Locally, it seems to be used self-deprecatingly when someone is trying an untested list. It seems like everyone calls their own deck list jank, and then it, <laughs> even if it wins an event uh, or is used by competitive players with some set success, then it's a net deck. I don't tend to use the word because it seems so vague that I don't get value meaning out of it. Uh, I would like to use it to mean inconsistent combo deck, but I don't see a lot of other people doing that. Um, the, the conversation got a little bit deeper. Uh, we, we start talking about, um, you know, we're kind of in a small community, uh, not kind of, we are. Um, uh, Rick and Rule brought up that we're kind of an echo chamber. If, if something's strong, um, that's all that's talked about. And, you know, uh, so the with that being said, uh, I'll, I'll throw it out there. What is uh, what is jank to you, just in Transformers TCG and card games as a whole? Everybody, you want to go first, Brandon, or what? All right, I can kick it. I don't care. Don't. So, jank. I, I think there's um, you know, I think to define anything, right? You gotta. It doesn't exist independently, so you have to understand the other terms, right? So in trading card games, there's, you know, your net deck. Um, net deck is deck that has been successful uh, in some way, or it is very strong and it's been put on the internet. Usually these decks are come from tournament reports. Um, and then often net decks become meta decks or the strongest decks in the format at this time when the when the when the format has been solved, um, solved meaning you have the strongest and the tier lists are pretty pretty set. You know you have the strongest decks in the format, and we understand the matchups, right? So you have that. Then you have your rogue deck, right? Your rogue deck, or sometimes your anti-meta deck, right? So these are decks specifically designed to have the highest win percentage against a decks that are in the meta. Right, so that's that's your anti-meta, and sometimes people call them rogue. Now, with the rogue deck, I think we move uh, rogue and jank uh, use sometimes pretty closely together. Like if you have a strong deck that's quote unquote jank, then it becomes a rogue deck, right? A deck that goes to some type of competitive scene and does well against a certain percentage of what you expect to find there. Uh, typically that's, you know, you're playing rogue. If people are playing, you know, um, you know, the, the field is going to be all, you know, Optimus prime, you know, orange decks or whatever you're playing the antithesis of that you're playing something that wins against that consistently, but may have more weak matchups. And what you're banking on at that point is that everybody who's playing it you know, is going to a large percentage of the field is going to be the types of deck that you expect to play. Why does that matter? Jank, right? So jank comes in where people who more casuals, right, want to have fun. Uh, in my opinion, right, they want to have fun, or they build a deck, or even competitive players when they build a deck that um, a typically isn't consistent, or and b has some type of gimmick, right? So. Those are the two things that I look at when somebody tells me, oh, I got this jank deck, especially when they're good players, right? 
it means that there's some type of um, there's some type of combo or alternate win condition or you know uh, bending of the rules in some way. Like they've done something, and it's not necessarily consistent, right? And and that to me is what makes a jank deck. As I went on that diatribe. And see, I, that was detailed. Uh-huh. You see, I uh, I came down to it because, like, uh, but earlier, like last week, and you had asked me if uh, my my secret action deck could probably win in tournaments. And and I have to disagree with what Wreck and Roll guy said that uh, if you have like an OPBL, then it's not a jank deck. I mean, I have a jank deck. That has OPBL, so I mean, I you know, I I think my secret action deck is a total jank. And but is how I see jank is just another word for fun. It's it's a it's some kind of fun deck, and usually you know you may not have fun playing it if it kind of sucks, but usually you had a lot of fun building that deck too. So you know, they're uh, just a jank deck is something that it. You just got something in your mind, you know, like my secret action. I was like, how many secret actions can I get on the board at one time? That, that was the goal of that deck. So, you know, and it, and it turns out that, you know, against maybe the right matchup, yeah, it, it, it could probably win, you know, or at least frustrate the, you know, other opponent to where, you know, they just kind of give up mentally and start making mistakes now, do you ever use the term pet deck for anything? Like, have you guys, are you guys familiar with that term? And do you use it for some of your decks? Uh, like, like just kind of like a deck that you just keep around to play every once in a while. That's your little favorite thing. That, that's your little fun deck that you, you know, you put it aside, you work on now, it. Now, you see, again, that, now, this is where I had a jank deck that was a pet deck. There was also a competitive deck, and that was back in my old Babylon 5 day. Antari Shadow deck was all of it because it was made for a specific purpose. It, it first started as just a deck to just do a specific purpose, and I wanted to see how fast I could do it. And it did it real fast, and I started building on it. Then I took it to a couple tournaments, started winning. And then I just I, – I never kept that deck apart. I, I traded for – all the extra cards that way I could just have that deck always there, always kind of modifying, always playing it, but it consistently won. It never lost in a tournament. So, you know, jank can be competitive because it's usually going to hit, especially like local scenes, you know, right off the bat. You know, I think uh, actually my, uh, my deck lost once. It came in second place in a tournament because the another dude had a, real quick deck and he knew to target me with that like every round he, he was another good player so you know but you know a jank deck is just for me i always had fun playing that and other people had fun too because i did stuff that they had never seen done in either a competitive or even a casual setting so you know like my my secret action deck is that way it could probably win a few tournament matches would it go up against uh you know stefan's you know opbl and you know 
whatever competitive deck he's making, probably not. But, you know, I'm going to have fun playing it, and probably the person playing against it may have a little fun playing it too. And I agree with Brandon, especially with the competitive deck. You know, someone who's good at making competitive deck, they say they have a jank deck. It's just a deck that they're like, I'm going to try to do this. And I had fun making this deck. I'm going to have fun trying to do this. I got to say, well, like that's, you know, that's a, an interesting perspective, right? But I, I because I, I kind of disagree a little bit like jank with competitive, right? So you're saying, you know, well, and bringing up like Stefan is, I mean, perfect case, right? S dot. If, if that dude has his quote unquote jank deck and then it starts to win, it stops well, being jank, yeah, right? It'll, like it'll, you're not yeah, even... You know, you can't use that term for decks with a high win percentage, right? Because then those decks become competitive or rogue or meta, right? They they True, move but, into they move into the different category. But but in the beginning of that deck though, it's still just a kind of a jank deck. You know, he's not just gonna right. make, oh, this is a jank deck. Right. I'm just gonna go right into the PTT with it. You know, <laughs> he's gonna play it a whole bunch, have some fun with it. Then he'd be like you know, I think I think I could maybe win a tournament with this if I maybe change a couple of cards. It's still kind of janky, but now it's a little bit more competitive. Right. You, know, and, you, you and... can always do that if you if you find if that jank, you know, because you know, again, a lot of people build it with a gimmick, a purpose, and sometimes you're like, whoa, that gimmick and purpose really works. But then right. once it becomes a net deck, then everyone comes up with that rogue deck or right. you know that's something like. Like my secret action deck. You know what would destroy that deck? But one card, Decipher. Yep. No one plays with it. But if that became a net deck, everyone would then play that and then would sideboard it and then it would never win. Yeah. So, you know, there there's the arguments that jank can become competitive just because you kind of crack that code or just something comes out of the left field. It was like back in the day, I was there at the beginning of the Stasis decks. That was a total jank deck, and then it dominated the tournament scenes for like a year. Well, that's what I'm saying. It's like exactly exactly that. Like a deck can, you know, that can be like your pet deck or your jank deck, but as soon as it starts winning competitive scenes, as soon as it gets a consistent win percentage over a healthy meta, then nobody is going to say be like, oh, it's no longer going to be acceptable to say, oh, this is oh, my yeah. jank deck. Be like, oh, no, you're playing Tron. Oh, yeah. <laughs> you're playing yeah, we'll no say that. You know? but, but then also you'll make those jank decks that only maybe win 50% of the time. Like back in mm. my magic days. I and those a, can be a, jank dank. Yeah. yeah. I'm, I made a Power Rangers deck that won, you know, maybe about 60% of the time, maybe six out of the 10 matches, which was still good mm -hmm. for a janky little deck, but and I that... never played it in any real, I played it in a couple of like real tourneys and, it, and you know, that's where those, you know, other 40% losses go. And I think that that would be the definition. Like if we had to nail it down, that right there would be a jank deck, right? Oh, you yeah. know, it has a, questionable win percentage right it's fun to play maybe you know you keep it around you know i i think i've used like jank and pet decks kind of interchangeably in my in my history but i would, some I would you'll play that some you'll play casually some you'll play at a local tourney that doesn't have any big stakes but if it's like a you know a 
Oh, win a box tourney. I ain't going with no jank deck. Are you kidding? <laughs> exactly. We're right. we're going with we're going with cars, boys. Let's go. <laughs> <laughs> and to, to clarify, it was Wizards on Ty that made the the comment about having meta characters in your deck doesn't make it jank. Um, so just to, to clear uh, Reckon Rule's name there, yeah. but oh, um, sorry. oh sorry. No, I no biggie. I just didn't. I just wanted to throw that in there. But I know. Some... I know. I agreed with one of the. I think agreed. They said that it had to be based on like a gimmick or something like that. Yeah, I mean, and, and that's the know, thing Brandon is. Brandon brought that up too. You so could, that's what starts yeah, the gimmicks. You yeah. Know? You could go to your locals, not tell anybody about what you're running, and test it a little bit, you know, in the fishbowl, and then bring it in, and you could totally sweep. But yeah, it's you're talking about you know. eight to ten people maybe, and then they're all playing one thing and then you the the tournament report comes out it's like oh man if you just sideboarded this or had this card you could have shut down all that mm. yeah like you know my i could bring in my deck to a local tourney scene where no one's you know seen it and then probably just build up a bunch of wins and do pretty good just because it, it's just something that comes out of left field but yeah. it's also something that's easily counterable too yeah, the best is when you sit down and everybody has been playing against kind of like the same three to four characters, yeah. and and then they like see your cards and they kind of like squint their eyes and they're like, "Do you mind if I see what you've got there?" And then they like reach over and like flip the card over. It's like, "Hmm, I don't think I've ever seen this guy played." Interesting. And then you start like playing cards in like a, a weird way, and they're like, "Huh, hmm, hmm." Yeah, like oh, like yes. right now, right now the mercenary factions that way. I think. No, you know, no one ever really made any decks for him. And I, you know, I kind of want to make another mercenary deck, especially with the Titans, because mm -hmm. then you can use, uh, you, you can have mercenaries with Autobots and Decepticons and use all the mercenaries. I thought we would see more play from uh, Nightbird. Uh, last, one of the promos from last wave. I mean, mm -hmm. she, she punishes actions on her, on the mode she starts in. It's like. Yeah, I, I mean, I, I have her as one of my like starting teams for what was my mercy. Yeah. Man, I don't know if there's enough put in that last format. I mean, it was so, it was so fast, right? It was so fast. I mean, it just so much orange punishment going through that with that Optimus Prime floating around and oh, it was, it was I, brutal. I think it was rough, right now we're, we're going to see. I think when tournaments do start up, we're probably going to see an influx of peers. I think peers in twenty twenty one. Well, yeah. all these online tournaments, I guess everybody is is running Sky Shadow and someone like Sky Shadow, uh, the combiner, yeah, uh, body mode okay. deal. Mm -hmm. But uh, I mean, I haven't watched any of those games. I mean, he does seem strong, uh, but I'm wondering if that if that will stick or if if that's just a uh, People trying out things from Wave Five, you know, were three, four weeks out from uh, when it came out. So, um, yeah. So, I mean, I just, I mean, sum up my thoughts. I, I think a jank deck is, it's just, a, it's almost like a term of endearment. Um, it's, it's not something you're thinking will can be, will be competitive, but it's you put a little bit of thought into it or a lot of thought. You daydreamed about it for a little bit, built it, tear, tore it down, built it, tore it down. And like uh, my my blue streak, uh, red alert, uh, Lieutenant Bumblebee deck um, is is a big thing of that. So I was going all about 
Blue Streak's uh, 3-pip ability and Red Alert's 3-pip ability. Put a bunch of multi-pip cards in there and uh, a good good solid character to be alongside them just in case they you know whiffed and had fun with it you know like the times where i was able to uh flip a fuel cash with uh, either of those guys or uh, a rollout and a white pip then you're like oh sweet i'm gonna i'm gonna flip this character over and now he's got four defense and i had a really subpar attack or <laughs> you flip and sometimes the payoff in a jank deck is you it's it's like thanos said uh, all that for a drop of blood you're like okay well i flipped the fuel cash and then that triggered my secret ability and then i'm going to tap this and i'm going to deal five damage okay blocking for four you do one like well that's the theme of my deck <laughs> <laughs> well you know was, metroplex is a jack deck is, is what I really liked about, like, you know, saying that quote from Thanos is I also like the quote from, it's basically kind of the quote from 300 where, you know, even though Leonidas said, yeah, but, you know, the world will see that a god can bleed. So, <laughs> you know, sure, yeah, I did all that for one drop of blood, but that was probably the first drop of blood that Thanos had really dropped for a while. Yeah. Yeah. But, um, you know, I, I think... Uh, and it's not easy to put to make a, a meta deck and to pilot it correctly. So there's there's the same amount of skill that goes into copying uh, a meta deck list that you saw online. Uh, maybe not in the ideation process, but you have to understand what it's trying to do and then how to play against um, what you're going to be going up against. I know that's not the topic, but that's that's the flip side of the coin is. Okay, so if jank is just you're trying to do something and account for some things that you might be seeing, but really it's 90% fun, like weird interactions or combos that you thought up, meta the meta builds and, and what people are using on a day-to-day basis, you still have to like know when to play certain cards and know when to get cards out of your hand and know when to flip um, in order to... to pilot it the way that it would be piloted in the, like a money match we should definitely have that conversation about piloting basically piloting deck brewers you know net decking and and how these these uh these decks get played because people do you know that that you're 100 percent correct like you have to understand how you know a deck is is played in order to play it well like yeah. you can't just pick up any old net deck and i'm just gonna go win because i'm gonna play this net deck yeah when do you play ptt when do you put improvised <laughs> shield and handheld blaster into your deck uh, or weigh the cost of not having them in their deck because having them in your hand is a total bummer sometimes when do you oh, play yeah. i still function um when do you flip who uh you know and when... yeah with 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 transformers there's just so many variables you know the you know flips and when to you know trade cards out for green cards when to you know like you're gonna say ptt when to security check and when to i still function you know who to do it to because you, you know you could copy any of that you know back in the days in magic you know you could get on get a net you know a net deck and pretty much have you know, if it was a tournament deck, it was it pretty much had a basic. 
it, you know, any anyone with half a brain could put it together, play test it a little bit, and know how. I disagree. Know. Well, <laughs> and, and you, you also have to I'll watch your opponent day. too. I'd say it back in the day, like late '90s, early thousands. Even I mean, man, but, even I'm trying to think back then. Like even back then, man, you it was it's still the same. I well, think. Well, may, maybe it was different for me. I, I I guess since I played, I could look at a deck and just kind of make it, play test it, you know, against a, you know one of my stronger decks a few times. I'm playing mm-hmm. say full games and get the basic idea of what the deck is. I mean, I just did that. I haven't played Magic in 15 years. My friend over here, he brought over his Magic cards, had like some complicated decks, and within a couple of uh, games, I knew Back how to on function it. I knew how to function his, you know, deck and this is stuff with keywords that I'm just learning about the first time. And then, mm-hmm. you know, he explains it and I'm like, okay, okay. And then after the third game I'm playing it as if, you know, I was, you know, pretty much as if it's him playing. So, mm-hmm. you know, maybe that's for me. I can look at a net deck and kind of get that. But a lot of people are like that too, you know. You can you can get the basic function now. In a in a tournament game, whenever you know adrenaline's pumping or something, and there's key moments coming in, and you know you're thinking, thinking, you know a lot of that can play in just you know little blocks and stuff. Be like, oh, I should have, oh, I should have done that, and oh, mm-hmm. you know. Whereas the guy who made the deck and is running that deck is like, boom, ba, boom, boom, boom. I didn't, I don't miss anything. Yeah. Yeah, that's there are there are a lot of things to keep track of and and you 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 also have to keep track of your opponent. I know we're getting off on a tangent here, but it's like what what cards do they have in their hand if you're paying attention even without playing any cards that reveal their hand like disruptive entrance, you can kind of watch when they flip out for greens, what's in their discard pile, uh what they flipped on on offense and defense so you can know, okay, if I attack, what's the probability that he's going to have double blues uh, or on defense, you know, those types of things. You can start to think about that. And, and the more you do that, the, the better the, your plays, some of those risky plays might, might pan out where you have one health left because you, you knew all six of his, his double oranges were in the, in the scrap pile. And uh, I think that's definitely important. And that's a skill that, uh, outside of just making sure I, I remember all my triggers uh, and, and taking advantage of that, just uh, also paying attention to what the other player is doing, taking advantage of seeing their scrap pile, uh, you know, asking permission to see their scrap pile because that's public information as well, um, can, can also help you out. But, um, yeah, I think uh, we know what our, our next episode is going to be about, talking about piloting, uh, going deep deep into that. Um Oh, but yeah, I mean that's another yeah. whole another discussion too. Yeah, because you but, could you could give me one of these major shockwave decks, and I would do you know you're gonna do you're gonna flip, you're gonna play an action, you're gonna play an upgrade, and your intuition will kind of pilot, like drive you to do certain things. But if you didn't build it and your head wasn't in it when it was being built, that made it meta. You're like, okay, he's got a high attack. He's also got more defense in this mode. Hmm. Yeah, is he like like 
like, you know, like I could probably, you know, if I were to give my secret action deck to somebody who's never played against it, you know, if I gave it to you, Cam, you have an idea, you've played it a few times, but you give it to someone else and just give it to them and like, what am I doing? Right. You yeah. Know, there's, there's going to be a lot of people, you know, touch there's, yeah, there's an art form to it. Yeah, you know, there, but you know, probably the majority of players are gonna get in that deck, and they're just playing it because that's what's winning, and they think they're gonna win, mm-hmm. and they're just oblivious of how it really works. Yeah, like a Springer Daring Escape deck, I mm-hmm. I would yeah. have to I would have to do that a few times to understand. Oh yeah. Understand and keep oh, yeah. track of the triggers. I mean that uh, I think it was Blaine Bublitz had index cards. Yes. He had like a stack of index cards <laughs> to indicate the. Uh, resolution order yeah Yeah. oh my goodness which is insane right yeah action upgrade upgrade for turn flip flip for turn flip for action flip for upgrade oh boy here he comes here comes the river so i'm I'm about to be watching some netflix here I, i usually watch netflix or uh something to fall asleep working through avatar try to doze off to that speaking of netflix uh the last airbender oh, oh the, the movie no 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 <laughs> the cartoon series I, okay i watched okay. it back when it came out and it got added to netflix over the past like 30 days or so I, at least i think so it wasn't on there before and got uh, it. so it's always good to revisit there's, those there's three avatars you could be talking about right uh james cameron and one of them is terrible yeah <laughs> uh, yeah um what a twist! Uh, what a twist! M Night Shyamalan. <laughs> yeah, I was like, mm, not me, yeah. not today, Satan. It, it tried. Uh, I he mean, should have stopped with signs. If he would have stopped at signs, he would have been heralded as one of the best filmmakers of the generation. Swing away, Merrill. Yeah, that was that, good. that was his last. That was his last real good movie. That was a good flick, yeah. for sure. I mean, uh, he came off of. Six Sense and Unbreakable. I loved Unbreakable in the theater. Unbreakable was good. Oh, Unbreakable is good. And then I, I got so excited when I found out that um, Split was in the same universe. And then they came out with the one where they're all in it. And even though it wasn't amazing, it was still, uh, still I've, cool I've to see that. that. I've, been, I've been wanting to see that. That's it, Glass. It, uh, yeah, if you, if you, yeah, Glass is... Uh, is still really really cool, like how they yeah. how they tie everything together. Yeah, have I did you, not have see you, that. Did you yeah. see Split? I didn't see Split either. Okay, no. so Split is is just like Unbreakable, where the guy has like powers that you aren't sure if they're real or not, and then they are. It's yeah. Okay, I'll Plus check those out. McAvoy flute too, doesn't he? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'll check. Yeah, that's good. Um, but yeah, speaking of Netflix, the Transformers Netflix series, War for Cybertron, the storyline that we've never visited. This is a fresh, fresh, hot new storyline. It's never been, never been talked about. Just kidding. Uh, the, the Netflix series is coming out, you said July 17th, Sean? No, July 30th. July 30th. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So animation style looks good. Uh, it looks like. What what you're what you would come to expect from three D a three D series with some money behind it? It's not your your Transformers Prime, or your Nickelodeon's Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, um, 
that that isn't isn't that like high quality like that that stuff almost looks like reboot but for the 2000s uh this actually looks looks pretty good so um, i think we should be seeing what the mercenaries faction will probably show up in this actually they uh this was just put out there was a toy but mirage from the earthrise series that has the mercenary faction okay very cool so so like that you know because like you know he's also been in decepticon something like that you know we'll, we'll probably see some stuff like that plus the new trailer they did a second trailer with the eight announcement and it's kind of more megatron decepticon focused so okay got like a little more action on it, it looks real good nice so I'm going to point out, since you mentioned Reboot, uh, it was fire, and uh, those later seasons were dark, and it was glorious. It, it's just so it hard to go back to. <laughs> yeah, it's... I the, think you got to skip like Beast that. Wars. Beast, Beast it's, Wars it's, was kind of good, to, too. No, it's yeah. it's it's good, but looking look, watching the old episodes, that computer animation, you're just like, oh, God, this is... PS one graphics at best, you know? <laughs> yeah. It's, yeah. It's, I could see that. But back then you were like guys. back then oh, you were yeah. like, oh man. Could you imagine if oh. you games looked this good? That that was like always the thing. You'd be like you'd watch oh, Toy yeah. Story and be like, Could you imagine if video games looked like this? <laughs> or like back when the PS one animation like the, yep. the cinematics were like, were like Resident like, Evil and uh, Final Fantasy like, Ken yep. like just playing Tekken to the end to get like your character's win movie, even though it was like ten seconds long, you're like, Wow, this is like so real life. It looked like TV. I was so confused. Yeah. Yeah. Back when games Thank had intros. Your buddy would always and want to Halo. press start to skip it. Like, no, dude, you have to watch Halo the intro. One. Oh yeah, Halo One and like Vice City and San Andreas. You look at it now and you're like, oh god. But back uh-huh. then it was like, this is the shit. Yeah, well, Grand Theft Auto Three, you're like, or even Grand Theft Auto Two, you're like, you're saying I can go anywhere and get in cars. That was like the first game where it was like, I can get in somebody's car while they're driving. Are you shooting at the cops while in the car while doing stunts? <laughs> yeah. Oh man. Well, yeah. guys, thanks for uh, thanks for jumping on. As always, it's great talking to you. We we do need to play play some uh, play some matches here. I've got yeah. uh, my refreshed Starscream deck that I need to try out. I've got my super rare two hundred dollar deck that needs a. Uh, <laughs> Wind Charger, Super Rare B, who was actually, I got him at a bargain. Uh, Razor Claw, just for a little more attack while untapped action. And then uh, some, I'll, I'll leave the battle cards a mystery, but it's pretty fun. <laughs> All right, I'm, I'm down. I've been, been wanting to try my first draft of my Sentinel healing deck. So. Oh, right, yeah, you, you've been talking yeah. about that. Let's, uh, yeah. yeah try that out nice see, so I'll, see if it's any good i'll bring in uh who is it torax who's the who's the predacon that doesn't let people repair uh, <laughs> oh he's not he's he's dead first <laughs> <laughs> all right guys to the next episode i'll talk to you later take it easy later